Welcome back. Welcome back to episode. It's been a long time. Been a long time. I think this is episode six of Silence. I think it's six. I think it's six of Silence Screaming Resurrected. Every time I um, shake my head, my my devil horns. Oh yeah, yeah. I tried to dress up a little bit to, I mean, like I did the bare minimum with the Halloween ears, but I don't know why I was just pulling. What was I looking at? I wanted to make sure. We're, yes, this is six, because Barbarian was five. Yes, oh, episode six. six. Wow, has how time yeah. flies. Uh, we're just yeah. like growing old together. I know, I know. We need to try to pump out more episodes, but you know, it's just a challenge. Like, I know, it's, it's a challenge. October, I feel like, has just been a crazy busy month for everybody. And just in in general, for some reason, I think October is like, the. for me, I always think of October as like the beginning of the holiday season. Because you have like your like three biggest holidays, in my opinion, back to back yep. to back. And so I think everybody's just like ready to like get out there and socialize. And in Texas, anyway, the weather is finally starting to cool off and people can actually go outside without having a heat stroke, which is super nice. I love it. I love not feeling like I'm going to die mm -hmm. every time I step outside. It's great. You do? Because I personally prefer it. It just like keeps me on my toes. You like being hot? I like times. I like being like worrying like oh my god is today the day, yeah. It just helps me live life to the fullest. <laughs> but before we get started, some super awesome news. We have an unofficial sponsor that we're gonna shout out. Thank you so much to Deep Eddie Vodka for supplying us with like a year's worth of vodka, vodka. Um, and They're specifically. They're trying to kill us. Specifically, my girl, Kelsey, who's a Waco girl herself, hooked us up with um, so many different flavors, shots, paraphernalia. I'm rocking their hat and socks as well that um, she gave me. And yes, I've, got uh, some, I've got some minis that Jordan left over at my house. And I also yeah. got a bottle of Ruby Red that Jordan also left at the house. I have plenty more, so next time I see you, I'll bring you more. But it's... Um, yes. Super, super generous. We're super thankful. So go, go buy yourself some Deep Eddie while you're listening. No, not while you're listening. Stop what you're no. doing. Go buy some. Come back and drink with us. They could put it on in the car. That'd be you know what? That's right. Us. Yeah, don't don't watch and drive. But if you're not driving, don't forget this is also being recorded. The video is also being recorded, so you can watch us do some fun hand movements on yeah. here. All, I, we both talk with our hands a lot, especially me. I feel like I have the gay hand syndrome where I'm always trying to your wrist stuff. Um, I do that all the time. Yes. <laughs> also, um, apologies. I have been sick this week. So if I'm <clears throat> if I'm coughing, I, I know it's super annoying, but I'm trying my best not to. But just a, a warning on that. It's okay. You can't, can't fix, you can't make yourself suddenly not sick for a podcast. Maybe if we I've, were like being paid, we'd find a way. But, <laughs> but we're not. Yeah. So yeah, well, unfortunately, my health insurance didn't kick in until this week, so I haven't been able to go to the doctor, but oh, we're on the up and up. You're going to get in, and he's going to be like, yeah, you've had, like, a, a terminal, like, flesh-eating disease. And <laughs> I'm like, well, if it's time, it's time. a couple weeks ago, you would have been fine, <laughs> but now, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like October is, like, should be, like, our podcast, like, season, because it's, like, mm -hmm. spooky season, but, like, it's fine, because we just turn spoopy season into a year-long celebration 
I personally think every month should be spooky month. It kind of is in its own way. There's a lot of spooky shit every out there. Every month has something spooky about it. Like November has Thanksgiving where you have to fucking see your family. Yep. No offense yep. to the family members that I do enjoy being around, but like not. Same with Christmas. You don't have to. Sure, I actually don't have to see a lot of them anymore. It's great. I love that. We just do small Thanksgiving, and that's absolutely how it should be. Exactly. I kind of, I kind of like that too. I, I love getting together with my family on Thanksgiving, but I honestly prefer it more than Christmas as far as like the gathering aspect, because Christmas you have to like get gifts and that's just like really hard on like my wallet Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving, at least, you know, there's going to be food. So to me and good food, like people are going to like put their heart and soul and alcohol. Well, you know what? I never drank um on the during our like thanksgiving so a little back okay you can cut this out if you want to but a little background (laughs) on my family my family is huge like my especially my dad's side so big where there's an estimate about a hundred people where we have so we have to rent out a a space for my dad's side of the family to gather we have we have a sign-in book and people because there's so many of us we have to like those little like uh like paper name tags. We all have to wear name tags around our family so we can like reintroduce ourselves to like the other 99 people that are there. So everyone knows who, who you belong to. And this year they sent out an email where it's like a sign up sheet and everybody like Mm -hmm. picks something to bring. It's like a whole, it's a whole thing. So Mm -hmm. I get a little anxiety. I haven't seen that side of my family in like three years. So I'm a little anxious, but um, I'm also very excited about it. Do you ever forget people's names? Because that's a lot. Oh, all the time. (laughs) I'm like, who is that? Or my dad will be like, oh, no, so-and-so died. I'm like, which one is that? I don't. it, But it's only because I only see them once a year. And to be quite honest, because there's so many of us, we all kind of stick with our own cliques. Like my family will eat at a separate part of the table and like my uncle and his family will eat at the other side you know what I mean? Like we don't, we're not really that good about mixing and mingling. And also me and Cameron, my sister, Hey, um, we hear the youngest on both of my parents' side of the family where all of our cousins are at least, well, most of them are at least 10 years older than us. So they already like have their own families and like, it's just, we just don't really, we're unfortunately, we're just not that close to, yeah, mm-hmm. our Extended family. I, I wish that were different, but that's that kind of how it is. Yeah. That makes sense. My family is pretty, I mean, we're like medium sized, but I don't see, I, the last family reunion we had was in like 2015. Oh, so it's been a while. Yeah. And um, I don't think we'll have one again for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. That's sad. we don't get along so well. But it's okay because well, it means family Thanksgivings are just like really great and really chill. It's me and my parents, and yeah, maybe like one or two other people sometimes, but it's usually just the three of us. And you can actually look forward to food. it. Yeah, make wait, make way too much food. I love get it. Drunk and watch some funny movie or something. It's great. Love it. Good time. That actually um, sounds perfect in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So what are in my opinion, what are some things that you've been watching recently? It's spooky season, so I'm sure there's some spooky things. We've been things. watching things. Well, um, so before we get into like the day's main topic, which is Hellraiser, this one, and Halloween Ends. Is that, that's what it's called, right? 
Yeah, they say that it ends, but does it? Uh, I've been watching. What did I just watch? I just finished Midnight Club. Pretty. What are your thoughts on that? I can't decide if I like it or not. Oh, have you finished it? I'm I'm on episode four or five. Mm. I maybe I'm biased because I just really love Mike Flanagan and like everything he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely different vibes than like other things, but I like the story it was telling. I don't feel like it needs. Well, that's kind of a spoiler. There, there definitely is like a cliffhanger that makes you know that they're at least intending to do a second season. Okay, um, but I really don't think it needs it. I think it was mm-hmm. kind of like a really well done show that had a nice button before it went to the cliffhanger. I was like, oh. I don't really yeah. want to watch another season and watch all these characters die slowly from their illnesses. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you felt like it gave you, like, a nice close to the, like, full circle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I'm noticing how much I shake my head because of this thing. They're, like, <laughs> flopping all around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I watched that. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not my favorite of Mike Flanagan's projects. I still think Haunting at Hill House and Midnight Mass are my favorites of his. Um Everything else, I've, I've not disliked anything that he's made. Yeah. But what about you? What's something you're watching? I have been packing it all in. So I rewatched the first three Par- Paranormal Activity movies just because paranormal. I love them so Paranormal Activity. Um, just because I love them so much. Um, and they, surprisingly, they still really scared me. So... Um, wow. I rewatched those so fun. There's a lot of, um, on actually on Amazon prime, most of them have like extended cuts. So there was a lot of fun scenes that I've never seen before. So it was kind of, it felt like a new experience going back and rewatching it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I rewatched those. I finished, uh, the watcher on Netflix. Okay. It is so good. I binged it in like two days. It's very good. It has a little bit of like comedy um, in it, which I always appreciate. It has but, Jennifer Coolidge in it, which like I don't oh, think yeah. I can go wrong with something that she's in. So. Exactly. The acting is great. Like it's very much like a whodunit, like mystery type show. It's not scary, but I I really really enjoyed it. Um, highly recommend that. Um, I also watched Significant Other on Paramount Plus. Um, significant the guy from White Lotus and no, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. And then I don't know his name, and I, I I'm sure you know her name. Um, but the Jake girl from something. It Follows. Uh huh. <clears throat> uh, don't not off the top of my head. I don't know their names, but I, yeah, I saw that. That I've heard that it's good. It's good. Um, I put off watching it because I. From the preview, I'm like, this kind of looks slow. It kind of looks boring. But I started yeah. watching it, and I was entertained the whole time. I didn't feel like it really drug out at all. The acting was great and it has a really good plot twist. It's, I think I told you this, was it you that I told you this? Where like the trailer doesn't give anything away. Like it's kind of similar to barbarian where like you look at the trailer and you think you're getting one thing and then you watch it and you're like, Oh, okay. I was not expecting that. Um, so that's a, that's a good one. And then the last one I watched, I told you about this on, I think it was last weekend, but I finally watched bodies, bodies, bodies. And that one's really fun. I like it a lot. When it first started, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. It's kind of cringy, but it's very, no offense to any Gen Z's on here, but it's very like a Gen Z horror 
movie, but it was so fun. I really I liked think that's it. That's what it's supposed to be, right? It's like I'm triggered. Yeah, this is not a safe space. Like, yes, exactly, exactly. And I think they did a really great job with it. Like it wasn't too over the head, but it was like just enough to where you're like, okay, like that was pretty clever. And um, that one also has a really good plot twist. Also, if you like the game Among Us, it definitely has like a very similar like plot Ooh. line to that. So that's yeah, what I've been watch watching. It. It's, it's been on my list for a long time. Um, I did watch, what did I watch? I watched, this isn't a horror, but I watched The Woman King with uh, Viola Davis and that was really I hear it's I was really late good. to the party on that one, but it's I really fantastic. I need um, to watch I it. I hated, and if you, and if uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy ever listen to our podcast, this is when you should turn it off. Because uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is really bad. Um, really? Because the trailer said it's better than the original. That's absolute <laughs> I will say, like, the original, like, looking back, I feel like if we hadn't watched it from a place of, like, nostalgia, it probably wasn't a great movie by itself either. I mean, it's, like, a fun, how like, heartwarming child movie. Um, but this one was, like... I don't know. It was like they phoned in the writing. It just it was like a bunch of nostalgia throwbacks, and then the the plot would literally felt like this the whole time. It was just like, mm. and there were so many directions they like started to take it that I think would have been good, but then they didn't. I wanted to like see them fuck some shit up. Like, yeah, they, even in the original, they did fuck some shit up, and and this one they didn't do anything. Literally, they never once did a thing that was like. Oh no! <laughs> the whole time, mm, yeah, like they're witches, happen. so they're supposed to be exactly. kind of like. Well, and the whole plot is they—I mean, not to give it away—but you find this out in the first couple minutes. They discover, like in the book, there's this spell that makes you like the most powerful witch in the world, mm. and like basically you have complete power over the human race if you do the spell. Um, and like so, from the beginning, you find out about that spell, and you're like, okay, so they're going to do that spell at some point in this movie, and you'd think that like we'd get some of that. But you yeah, really like a taste of it. I was like, I'm ready to see Bette Midler fuck some shit. That's up. weird. Why even have that in the story if you're not going to really play into that? Well, they had it in for another reason that I thought was very cheesy and an attempt at being heartwarming, and I just was like, whatever. Mm. This. And then I'm like, I guess it's a kids movie, but like, I now I want like a something in the Hocus Pocus universe, like that's like for adults, that's like dark and spooky about well, yeah, things, like using that to like kill everyone, which I would love. I would love. I agree. I think, I mean, that's, I, in my opinion, I feel like that's most, the majority of the reason why they even made a sequel for the people that grew up watching that movie. So like all of us being adults now, yeah. I think would appreciate that. But I also watched, we watched Smile together. We haven't been on the podcast since we, we saw that saw Maybe we'll Smile. do an episode later about that movie because that was also great, but um, damn. I highly, I highly recommend it. I do too. I don't know if I liked it more than Barbarian, but I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed it and how much it actually scared me. Maybe I'm just yeah. a baby. Maybe that's why I like scary movies because I just get scared very easily. I don't, I don't know. I just, I was like, I know this isn't going to be scary to some people. Some people might watch it and like laugh because it's like kind of awkward, just like the way they smile. Um, but I don't know. I was I was very uncomfortable, and I felt like I was gonna have a heart attack the entire time. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it got some reviews saying it was like more of the same, like you know, like Conjuring stuff like that in that kind of like realm of things. But I didn't feel that. I didn't feel like I don't. I, yeah, I agree. That would, I don't know. I felt it felt like a good solid film. Um, also, I just started today. I just started. I only watched the first episode of the new American Horror Story season, but. 
Um, oh, okay. What are your thoughts on that? Sexy. Oh, um, I haven't started so it yet. I've been scared to start it. it. I mean, it's a, it's like a very gay season. It's probably their gayest season because it's all about mm-hmm. gay men, pretty much. Um, but I think it's going to be good. I think it'll be good. Right now, it just feels like a crime procedural. Like in the first episode, like nothing supernatural is happening yet. Um, but I kind of like that. It like feels very mm-hmm. different than the other seasons. Um, but I'm sure at some point there'll be some supernatural shit that pops up. But right now it's just... There's always like, a twist. Yeah, right now it just kind of feels like a serial killer. Um, but we'll see, I guess. I guess we'll see. Okay, that's good to know. Because I didn't know if I should watch it or not. It's a hit or miss. Like American Horror Stories. Mm-mm. I, I gave up well, on I it. I that. We'll have to revisit once I finish once we finish it because I can't tell you pretty much every season of American Horror Story the first couple episodes I'm like okay okay and then like halfway through I'm like oh <laughs> I'm like why why did they ruin it why did they always find a way like with fucking I don't know what was it the Roanoke still my least favorite fucking season it was like it had potential going it was like the whole like you know, true crime thing where they were doing the interviews and stuff was great. And then once it's switched past that, I was like, this took a left turn. And I do not yeah. like, I would go back to that house. That makes no sense. No one would ever go back for any amount of money after they been like, no, thank you. No, but, thank you. But yeah, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Um, mm-hmm. what that's else? on period. Is there anything you're looking forward to? I just added a bunch of things to my watch list. I still need to see Pearl. Oh, I haven't watched that yet have, either. Watch list. Have you have you gotten on Letterboxd yet? Yes, I am now on Letterboxd. We met each other. Oh my god. Okay, I don't know how to use it yet. Really, it's, I've just added a few things that, on my. I've gone through periods where I don't touch it, and now I'm like trying to do more on it because specifically because of this podcast, it keeps me more in touch with like what's coming out and what I've missed. Yeah. So, um, Terrifier Two is on my must watch list. Yes. My my watch list is so long, it would take me the rest of my life to watch all the things on there. Like, literally, this is my... I don't know if you can see it, because... Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, I can... Yeah, I can see... Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah, you have a... Like, he's going. Oh, God. It's so long. That's good, though. You'll never... You'll, you can never say, I don't know what to watch. Yeah, I can always just go on there. I wish it had, like, a randomized button, so you could just get it to shuffle and pick one. Because I would do that. Um, I want to see, have you seen Don't Worry Darling yet? I still haven't. I, Me either. I've been on my list for a long, long time. Me and too. I've heard like the complete opposite things. I've heard it's awful. I've heard people say it was pretty good. Hmm. Um, Speak No Evil is still on my list. That's one that I've, I've talked oh, about. Oh, I did watch Speak No Evil. I did. I liked it. It was a little slow. I was a little it was slow. Just really, it was like the embodiment of like social anxiety in a movie. <laughs> it's very, yeah, like it's, it's, there are definitely moments where I'm like, ooh, uh, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. The situation was just like really odd. Like the whole like storyline is just a little odd, the concept of it. But I really liked it. The acting was really good. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those movies where it has a very, very slow burn. Um, mm. but definitely worth, definitely worth a watch. Um, just a lot of dialogue and w- a lot with of dialogue. Some, yeah. Someone like me with ADHD, I, I need like some, like something yeah. to happen. 
There's that anthology series on Netflix. Um, is it House of Curiosities or something like that? Uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. The Cabinet. Yeah, I want to watch that. That's also on my watch list. To keep myself in check, I feel like I also have to say that I still need to watch The Exorcist and Blair Witch Project because we had made plans yeah. to watch it one night. And I don't remember what, I, what my reason for I couldn't go was. I think I was sick or something. You had a couple excuses, I think. I think you're I think you're just scared, Patrick. I'm so I, scared. I think you're just scared. Okay, well I can't this weekend because I definitely overcommitted myself this weekend. Same. Um Halloweeny. Yeah, but literally any other weekend. I overcommitted. I have a lunch date with Brittany tomorrow, and then I'm getting facials and dinner with Hannah tomorrow night. And and then Sunday we're playing volleyball, and I'm watching the Austin FC game. And then oh later that night I'm, I'm going to a haunted house with Alicia. I'm just, wow. just too, I have too much going on. Speaking of Hannah, I love her. She's great. Yes, I, we I need to have more friends with her. She's one of my favorite. She people. is. Awesome. And we had such a good time at your movie double feature so um, house party. Everyone was talking about it. I think it was on Monday about how much fun we had. I feel like we covered all the things unless you're yeah. looking for anything else. Uh, did you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a little break. Take some break. shots and talk about Hellraiser. Shot, and shot, 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 shot. <laughs> That's the other one. Halloween ends. I know. Yes. Uh, every time you say, oh, do you want to talk about Halloween? I'm like, I love Halloween. It's a great holiday. Anyway. Season of fear. Season of spooks. Okay. Uh, yes. We'll be right back. Bye. So you're a wealthy bigwig Hollywood producer. You're surrounded by talented writers and collaborators who are ready to help you make this generation's next classic film. But fuck them. That's annoying and won't guarantee you even more money. We have the solution for all of your woes that will line those already very full pockets. Introducing another fucking reboot. Another fucking reboot will have nostalgic audiences running full speed for the nearest cinema. Who cares if they hate it? You have their money now. Another fucking reboot guarantees zero substance, unnecessary special effects, and a Rotten tomato score so low that it makes the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender look like Shawshank Redemption. Another fucking reboot. Who cares if you're tired of them? We are rich. Also check out our other products. Another fucking sequel and another bad book to movie adaptation. Another fucking reboot. Welcome back to this podcast unofficially sponsored by Deep Eddy Vodka. I'm going to keep Deep saying Vodka. until they officially sponsor us. Um, yes, look at these cute. Yeah. Oh, that's so Little, cute. Isn't that cute? Little can. Uh, can I even get this open? I sure hope so. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did it. We're going to be taking Deep Eddy lemon shots today. Yes. Deep Eddy lemon lemonade. Um, <laughs> Hello. 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 All right. Cheers to spooks, freaks, and all the in-betweens. And geeks and and gays. Great. Geeks, gays. Hoorays. Uh, Yeah, I should have chilled mine. I'm going to pour the rest of my drink. I can't believe I downed that whole thing. I'm proud of you. Those are hard. Those are hard to... 
They're hard. delicious, Deep Eddie, thank you, but like liquor is always gonna be hard for me no matter what. I feel um, like if you are going to do a shot though, something like that's in my opinion is easier. I don't think I even talked about just straight. I called this a um a, a, this is gonna be called the spinhead. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um it's just Ruby Red. Deep Eddy vodka, some moonshine cherries and cherry juice, and uh, orange liqueur and soda water. Ooh, okay, you got fancy with your ingredients. Mine is this just one I had on the bar cart. <laughs> oh, see, you're fancy and have a bar cart. I just have my kitchen. Um, mine is just some ice Ooh. and some lime waterloos. <laughs> And then I mixed a little bit of the ruby red vodka, and then I just added the rest of my lemon vodka. Trying to get it to me. <laughs> People are probably like, just stop with the ASMR thing. It's not going to work. Well, their name doesn't make any sense anymore. I'm also drinking iced coffee at 7.50 p.m. because I am a fucking crazy person. And then tomorrow you're like, why can't they fall asleep? So today we're talking about the new Hellraiser, which is a reboot of the yeah. original film. I don't know if it's even a reboot. It's a different take on the original film, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the Hellraiser universe. And then also we're going to be talking about Halloween Ends. Um, we did kind of a double feature. Not kind of. We did a double feature in my backyard. I like invite some people's over and we... I got a projector and a projector screen, and we watched them in the backyard, and it was, it was so a great fun. time. We had like drinks and snacks, and it was definitely a fall vibe. I've always wanted to do that. Fun. That was so fun. It was almost perfect. It. If I could have just turned off the neighbor's backyard light that was shining on the screen the whole time, that well, never would turn off. But I, I don't think it bothered just, anyone else. Honestly, I think everyone else just me. Just well, yeah, because you you, you knew you like. Not that you're uh, particular, but you're just kind of a perfectionist when you're hosting, especially. And I yeah. feel like a lot well, of us would be too, aware I of like that. to have all the lights off and stuff. It's always just like yeah. movie quality I want. It's probably the experience. Couldn't, couldn't fix it. Went over and knocked on our door. But I think the person, I, I know the person who used to live there is uh, no longer with us. Rest in peace, sir, over there. All right. Uh, Did they pass so, away in the house? I think so. Not confirmed. Um, mm, but okay. I know they did pass away. It is spooky to think about because sometimes that light turns off and like in the middle of the night, I'll like wake up to it shining in my windows and it scares the shit out of me. Cause I think, did, uh, like, how long, how long ago did they pass away? I think about probably like eight months ago, six, eight months. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think and his family owns the house and they're like trying to sell it actively. Um, so they're like, they've had like mm -hmm. contractors in and out of the house, like fixing things up since then. Um, but yeah, they added a motion detector light that's on in the backyard that's right in front of our like bamboo trees that just move constantly. So they just, it just stays on. It's just always um, on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. But cool. yeah. Um, yeah. So I first impressions of both movies, I guess we'll, well, let's start talking about, uh, do you want to start with Hellraiser? Just we'll do it. Yeah. We, we saw the movies. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was good. And full disclosure, we were also watching this again with a group of 10 people, and it's, like, harder to pay attention <laughs> when you're, like, throwing a party. Our dogs were there. They were going kind of fucking nuts, and we had to, like, control them. Oh, God, them. yeah. Yeah. Um, that was also very but, distracting. So, like, I feel like maybe I need another view of this one to really appreciate it, but, like, I think it did some really cool things aesthetically. 
I think the storytelling was good. I just was missing like something. Like it the acting. Feel... The acting was not great. The, the acting was not great. No. The character yeah. design was beautiful. Like I loved how they reimagined the like cenobite characters that were all really cool. I agree. I agree. And I think the special effects were great. I like the effects that they used. Visually, I think it was they did a good job. I hated the acting. And on, honestly, I I really wasn't on board with the storyline in general. Like I just didn't I didn't find myself rooting for a particular character. Like normally I think you're really invested in a character and you're rooting for them. And that's like kind of part of the whole experience is you're just like, you want to see how it turns out for them. The main character, I was like, eh, like if she dies, like, oh, oh well. Yeah. But I, I agree in some senses. Also, like I felt like there were a lot of like plot holes, like things that they just didn't fully explain. Like the guy who had been like where the box came from, who had like done the whole process the first time, like, I feel like there's a lot we didn't know about him. Like, his house was designed, like, with all these trap mechanisms to trap the Cenobites, and that was never really explained. And, um, and like, I also was, and this is going to make me sound like a psychopath, but I was also really disappointed because I feel like the original movies, like, I just recently watched all the Hellraisers, and I think they're one of my favorite, like, 80s franchises, uh, 80s, yeah. 90s, um, because they're, like, kind of... <laughs> they're kind of like funny like there's funny moments in them it feels like watching the original evil dead where there's always some like funny creature stuff going on um but they're also like really gory and like they really push every envelope like very sexually gory. like gore factor and i feel like all of that was completely like sanitized in this like almost every single person who got killed by the cinnabites got killed off screen i don't know if you noticed that like that you never mm -hmm. saw them die like the brother he like mm -hmm. the cenobites appear and he screams and then you hear the sister like right it's just a sister the old lady she's surrounded by them you don't see anything happen to her the guy in the background at the very beginning yeah he's hanging say. up you don't see what happens to him and then the only person you saw like die but i don't think she even died on screen was um the the friend the girl who was like in that back hallway like, right you kind of saw do you think that was intentional her. though surely i feel like they didn't i guess they didn't want it to be as like gory well i wonder if because like the originals they showed all of that but like it was incredibly gory to a way where it's almost like a joke like it was like almost mm. funny because like you saw people's full like skin suit get ripped off yeah yeah and like yeah. that's not realistic and also like kind of funny <laughs> Because they're like, they're just like, ah! It's a little, like, yeah, too out there. Uh, so I wonder if they were trying yeah. to, like, tone that down. But I just didn't really understand why. I'm like, I feel like it could have still been really dark if we saw, like, the follow-through of, like... Because that's what made the original, like, Cenobite scary to me, is that... Well, it was made for Hulu. Yeah. So, so I, I'm wondering if... Yeah, I'm wondering if it's because it was made for, like, a Hulu movie. I'm wondering if it had anything to do with that i don't know i don't know I, I i always associate streaming platforms like hbo max and um like uh was it showtime with like the more like edgy stuff but i don't know if that's just like an old concept that i just need to get out of my head but yeah um, and hulu I'm, and netflix are more like middle of the road except for like 
Blonde, which just came out, which I've heard is terrible. That was their first. So bad. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. 17 movie. That was their first one. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just felt like it could have pushed the envelope more. And I think that would have (laughs) made it a more enjoyable experience for me just because I wasn't scared. Like there was no moment where I was like, ooh, like I was a little freaked out by the creature design. But that's really it. Like a good job to the special effects and like makeup and, and hair people. Like they did a fantastic job. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I'd give it like uh, a five to be generous. Yeah, I I rated it pretty. It was pretty meh for me on Letterbox, and um, I, yeah, I feel like it just there's so much more they could have done. Like, I mean, also I really liked who they cast for Pinhead. Like, I love Jamie Clayton. She's in um, Sense Eight. Did you ever watch Sense Eight? Yes. It's, I love one. that show, and I think she's a fantastic actress, um, and I love, like, putting a woman in the role, um, because, like, that was actually the, so the, I read something about, in the, when I was looking for trivia, the author, Clive Barker, he wrote the book that he then turned into a movie series about, mm-hmm. um, and in the original book, the, like, priestess, who is Pinhead, um, is is a woman well it has a actually it's never confirmed but they have a feminine voice but they're supposed to be pretty genderless and so this very this variation of pinhead was closer to the original material it was like clearly like uncertain in gender but had a feminine quality to the voice and i liked that and i liked that he was looking for because he ended up casting a trans woman which i think is really awesome and he had also auditioned uh Got Got Mick or Got Milk, I think is the name of the the drag queen. I'm a terrible gay from RuPaul um, because they had they did one episode where they dressed as Pinhead and that inspired oh. him to to audition her to remake so it. So like yeah, so that was and and Got Milk is also a uh, trans woman as well, and I love the idea of like casting this like character that subverts gender norms with like people who are a part of the queer community i think that's really cool Um, yeah and again i think there was just so much potential for like all of the characters and for the aesthetic of the movie that i feel like we just didn't really get to realize like pinhead doesn't even appear i think it said until 62 minutes into the movie and like why (laughs) i i do agree i think it was like a very slow start there was a lot of there was a lot of dialogue and scenes surrounding the box Mm-hmm. Um, or the cube, whatever we want to call and it. I liked the cube. Like, I liked how it was different. The, like, I don't know, it felt waste. It was too much. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I don't know if it was because I was coughing or if I was trying to wrangle the dogs during the, during that, that part of that movie. But I just, yeah, it, it was okay. I, I, I feel like they missed the mark a little bit for me. For me, yeah. but... I, part of my problem was, is I went in expecting it to be more similar to the original storyline. And I was very confused why it yeah. had nothing to do with the original. Um, yeah. So maybe That's if I knew true. that going in, I would have been more open-minded, but regardless. Yeah. And I also I feel like, what... again, on Jamie Clayton, I think she's a really good actress, but I don't think that they gave her anything to do in this movie. Like. She truly just like slowly walked into place and would say a line, like and said like, a few words, yeah. Like 
what what are your desires like she didn't have because she couldn't move in her costume pretty much and her face was intentionally expressionless which like is fine it's very similar to the original pinhead but he was able to do things more dynamically with the dialogue that they gave him in the original movies that she wasn't able to because her dialogue was so like disjointed and yeah yeah i don't think that should reflect on her i think that was intentionally a director's decision um i think honestly i think my favorite part was when the the female roommate that whole scene where she's like in that back hallway and then she like slowly is murdered i think honestly i think that was one of like the highlights in my opinion that was the only part in the movie that i was like close to scared at and like because again it was the closest to seeing like the horrors that those creatures like Mm -hmm. bring upon people that you didn't see elsewhere in the movie um also again on dialogue that one of the first lines in the movie is the guy going the pain the (laughs) pain i'm like who says that but do you think that was and but do you think that was put in there like to be kind of funny kind of going back to like intentionally having those comedic moments well if that's the case they never did again (laughs) They never did it again in the movie, and I felt like what it was was the writers of this movie, like, trying their hardest to, like, do nods back to the original movie, and, like, pain is, like, obviously the, like, the thing that they're always chasing. Like, the Cenobites want people to experience pain because they think it takes them to a higher level of existence. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like that was another way for them to add that in. Like, when I was looking up trivia stuff, there's a lot of Easter eggs pointing back to the original movies. Um, like even the costume that the 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 woman who's the old woman later is wearing when she goes and like purchases the cube for her boss at the mm-hmm. very beginning, the costume she's wearing is the same costume that Julia from the original movie, the British stepmom, is wearing when she goes on her first date to like bring back a man to mm. or the Cenobite right. uh, her her boyfriend to kill. Right. Um, so, like, there were a lot of those. There were a lot of, like, Easter eggs like that. Um, but I feel like, again, it was banking too much on, like, some of the dialogue wanting to really harken back to that time period. But they just miss, like, the magic of those original movies, I feel. Um, yeah. Which was disappointing. Agreed. Agreed. I was disappointed. I will, I, I, I wanted to like it because I feel like Hellraiser is one of those movies from the well here's the thing I was gonna say even though it is iconic it when you think of classic horror movies it's not the first one you think of and I I think it's it's kind of like along the lines like you said earlier like with like with Evil Dead right like it has like kind of like it is that iconicness of it but it's not as mainstream as like Halloween or Friday the 13th. So I don't know. I feel because it was so fucked. Like it was right. And those other ones, a little bit more edgy. Yeah. Cause it was very intentionally a mixture of like sexuality and. Yeah. It was more controversial. It, it kind of like pushed those boundaries a little bit more. And that's why I really, really wanted to like it. I just don't feel like it did anything to continue that theme of pushing the boundary. I don't feel like it pushed the boundary. I don't feel like it really challenged just as an audience. It didn't really, it, it didn't capture my attention. And I know that's really hard to do because I can't focus on anything, but I, I tried and I just didn't, didn't. 
do it for me. And I was a little bummed to not see. Um, I was I was excited about the recast of Pinhead, but like you know the guy who Doug Bradley, who was like Pinhead for the first eight movies. I kind of hoped we'd see him in the movie at some point, a little as like yeah. a cameo or something. But Nothing. I, when I was when I was researching uh, trivia, he said he like turned them down pretty outright. And Why? Then, like, angry away. He was like one COVID, like it was during COVID times, and he's an older man, so he like didn't. Oh, uh, mm-hmm, that makes sense. So, yeah. And two, he was like his reasoning was he wanted to keep his pinhead legacy intact, and he felt like if he appeared in this movie, that he that would, like, it would tarnish it. that legacy somehow. Um, and I, I appreciate that. Like that makes a lot of sense. But I did say I feel like he feels similar about this movie without because he didn't say anything negative, but his. The one comment that he's made publicly makes me think um, he, like, kind of agrees with us. This is what he said. Yeah. Um, he said, so he was asked about Jamie Clayton's take specifically, and he said, I'm a bit blown away by this. The clever redesign of the makeup, the shimmer of the pinheads, the palette, whatever that keyhole locket tracheotomy thing is at the throat. It's a simple, subtle, disturbing, and sexy take. Everything it should be. Peace and pain, Doug. But he only commented on, like, the aesthetic of that character which to me like reading between the lines i'm trying to be like "Mm -hmm." yeah yeah well i don't blame i don't blame him i agree with everything you said it was like beautiful and it like was a really interesting take i like the the pins like looking like little shimmer pins and all that stuff that was cool um but other than that but other than that y'all done you're done a year done. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that movie. Yeah. Um, now same. let's talk about Halloween. Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Amanda, um, what's your what's your first impression? I know we're gonna disagree on this, but I liked it better than Hellraiser. No, I think I mm. No, you don't because you posted no, that you liked Hellraiser right. better. You're right. I did say I liked Hellraiser better. I think I gave it a I gave them pretty close to it. I gave them three, Hellraiser three, three out of five stars, and I gave Halloween Ends two and a half out of five. Okay, but this is, this is the problem with the movie is, uh, without giving too much away, but honestly, if you're listening to this, you probably don't care too much about spoilers, but in my opinion, the first 10 minutes of the movie were the best part of the movie. I liked the part where, and I, again, this is where I got distracted with the movie, but the, who is the, is it Corey? Is that the character's name, the main character's name in this film? I think so. Hold on, let me look the page. He's, like, the first scene of the movie is him babysitting. Yeah. Um, yes, Corey, played by Rohan Campbell. Oh, that's a cool name. Um, okay. Well, he's babysitting, and... Things things do not turn out well for him in this little babysitting night of babysitting. Also, first of all, second of all, I don't know which for I don't know. I feel like I've already said first of all like twelve times. But uh, if I'm a parent, no offense, and, and you can correct me on this, but do you think it's weird to have a male babysit, babysit your child? I think. Do you think that's wrong of me to think that it would make that it, it's uncomfortable? I think it's a societal thing. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but there's a weird, like, societal expectation for, like, women to be caretakers and men to go get jobs elsewhere. But also, I think it is established that he, like, was a family friend who, like, cut their yard and, like, saw them on a regular basis. He was, like, a trustworthy person. Yeah. I think that's fine. I've, (laughs) I've... 
thought about getting back when I was younger, thought about getting like babysitting gigs and stuff too. But I always felt like there was gonna the reason why I didn't pursue it is because I felt like there was a lot less opportunity for me because I was a male mm-hmm. in that yeah. field. But right. Okay. Well, I know this more common in other countries than it is in the states. Okay. I've only babysat a handful of times. Uh, it was not the, my favorite thing I've ever done. But um, I, I, I just thought that that whole first scene was really great. And I was like, okay, yeah, like this is, we're going somewhere. It kind of had a little bit of like that shock value. Um, and I was not expecting that first scene. And so it was kind of a nice surprise. So I liked that. But then for me, honestly, it kind of just went downhill from there. Yeah. Um, I hated that we didn't even see Michael until like 30 minutes, maybe more into the film. It was I was like, it's, I was like, it's how this is Halloween end quote unquote. I doubt it's going to end, but this is right. supposed to be the final film. And you're going to give us like a total of 10 minutes of the actual Michael Myers in the whole entire movie. Yeah. I, I was yeah, mad. I, I really liked the, concept they were going for like i like the exploration of like how trauma affects a community i liked how it turned everyone into like super paranoid people who are like pointing fingers and looking for a new boogeyman and like i liked all of that aspect i liked that actor cory the guy like cory rohan Rohan. actor yeah i just didn't i felt like it took all of michael myers power away in this movie like the last time we saw him, he, like, I and I didn't love that movie, the Halloween Kills, Kills. I think was the most mm-hmm. recent one. It wasn't that great. And I, the last thing that happened was he literally was, like, by a mob, shot a billion times, stabbed a million times, and then they, like, left mm-hmm. him for dead. And then he somehow came back, killed all of those people who had just done that to him, and then killed Lori's daughter like yeah. violently and then in this movie the the implication is that he was like recovering from injury in a tunnel the sewers yeah for like four years i'm like really and they even established in halloween kills if i'm not mistaken that i think jamie lee curtis's character Lori makes some sort of comment basically alluding to the fact that michael myers has supernatural powers Mm-hmm. And so really he has supernatural powers and then you're going to, you're going to put all this time, effort, energy, and money into making a Halloween kills. And you're going to barely have him in the filming because in your excuses that he's living in a sewer or underground for four years. Yeah. I, I just, like someone came stupid. in and was like, I don't like the idea of Michael Myers being supernatural. <coughs> I want to humanize him again. And like, so we can end this because how else do you end it? And I, that makes sense because he's been like killed and set on fire and a bunch of things a million times. But my question is why has no one cut his head off yet? Exactly. Exactly. If they had done that, the other thing was in like the trailer, I don't even remember hearing about hearing this line in the movie. I remember seeing in the trailer, Lori saying like, maybe I have to die in order for him to die. Yeah. And like, so that's why I was like, oh, like she's, she's going to die. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, she does not. Um, which I was like, I don't know why, but I was disappointed by it. People were like, oh, I'm glad she got a happy ending. I'm like, really? Like, like I feel like it only makes sense for both of them to go out. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I agree, because keeping her alive, you're like, well, he's going to come back because she's still alive. Yeah. But I felt like she was like, there were elements of like, no, like, Corey has like the Michael Meyer. He has his powers now. Like, he can like you know, be injured and he's like super strong and like stuff like that. And then she kills him pretty easy, it seems. 
or Michael kills him actually pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kill Michael relatively easy too. And I was like, suddenly it was like, you're not a, you're not a paranormal. You're just a man. And I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. They're just like, they're gaslighting us, Patrick. I felt very gaslit. That very gaslit. (laughs) Gatekeeped girl boss for sure. Um, But yeah, yeah, it wasn't my, it wasn't my favorite. I think the acting in it was, was great. I think it had pretty, pretty good across the board acting. Um, I, again, don't, I didn't love turning Corey into a villain because he had been like persecuted. It gave me very much like, um, I don't know why it makes me think of like incels, you know, (laughs) what's an incel, like a, you know, like a conservative white dude on the internet who feels like persecuted. Oh, oh. everyone's mean to me. Oh yeah. 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 Radicalized him into like a killer. Like it felt like that where it was like trying to explain how he became this monster, but it never made sense to me because I was like, he is a good person. And like, we see it time and time again in this movie proving that he's a good person. And then suddenly there's like one more person, one more group of people that's mean to him. He's like, he's like, that's it. That's the last fucking Yeah. I'm done being nice. Now I'm gonna kill everybody. (laughs) I agree because it's not, it's not like he was, traumatized like went through this his entire childhood or his entire upbringing he had this like life-changing experience on a night that he was babysitting because mm-hmm. up to, up until then he seemed like a normally like perfectly fine like douchebaggy like white dude and he had this experience and by this point he's like what 17 18 and then the whole town kind of like turns against him and then like it almost seems like i don't know how much time went by maybe a year max and he's like, that's it. I'm going to be a villain. Like by the, by the time you're that age, you have some sort of sense of what's wrong and what's right. Yeah. And so I agree with you on that. I think that that was a little bit far-fetched. Unless... And the only thing that makes that make sense to me is if Michael Myers was supernatural and did some like mind shit to bending. his brain. Mm-hmm. Because that was the implication that he like Michael passed on like his powers to him. So it's like, so is Michael Myers paranormal or is he not? Like, what is going on? Like, you can't have both. You can't be like, oh, he's just a man and this kid is just a man. But also, like, he passed on his evil to him. I don't know. It just makes sense to me. It didn't. It. I, I was very confused. I was like, why are there two Michael Myers? I feel like I paid less attention to this movie and you probably paid less attention to Hellraiser. Um, well you know by this point everyone was a little sloshed and so i think at this point like our corner of the yard was just kind of like laughing at everything Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't like not funny at all um so there were a lot of like good kills in this movie like there was the one the girl who she worked with who like got their promotion had like maybe kind of a good kill but like other than that it was like Meh. Oh yeah, I I did like that scene though. I thought that was different how they kind of like went about that and yeah. her death. But yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Other than that, I'm like I can't really think of any because there, there's there were none that were like extremely memorable. Like the very I mean, first the, scene and then the yeah the coworker, the teenagers. I guess like we saw the one girl. She got kind of fucked up where she was like under the fence. But also I feel like oh yeah, it felt so bad in the junkyard. I think I think she was played by I think her name was Margo. The character's name. Um, she was like that sounds right. the only person that friend group was like, you guys, like, be nice. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. And then he, like, killed her in the most brutal way out of all of them. I was like, man, that's so mean. Yeah, but 
That's why it's important to not associate yourself with the wrong people. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. She did continue to associate herself. With yeah, them. like if you know they're they're like being assholes, like stop. Don't be friends with them. But I guess like, kids kids are very influential. It was wait, another highlight? cheesy moment where where um, the like head honcho of that teenage friend group was like, where or like uh, or she was like, where is Stacy? And he's like. Stacy's dead and she was like you're dead and we're all like what and then he like looks behind him and that's when he gets <laughs> I was like you must have missed that part yeah that was one of the things literally she was like you're dead because he was about to die and I was and like, like huh? man, I was like man why can't you at least be like watch out behind you or something like you're like, dead no you're dead you're dead was that in the was, junkyard yes it was just a very strange line, I felt. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It was... It's not as bad as the pain. The pain. There was another the cheesy pain. moment in this movie. I felt like they turned um, Jamie Lee Curtis into, like, Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City. She was, like, writing her little feelings down. Were you hearing her being, like, was, like, it Michael or was it, like my me inside all along like kind of right <laughs> like man this is stupid chicken noodle soup like, for the soul so like, a little instead of killing her we're gonna like turn her into a motivational writer <laughs> yeah she, she like goes around to all the colleges and like just does like motivational speeches talks um, about the danger of almost immortal until they're not killers killing all of your friends so exactly exactly there's um Oh gosh, what was I gonna say? When I was like researching this film, the the book that she's writing is called Oh shit. Why do I start talking when I don't even know facts? Murder she wrote? <laughs> no, it's like um oh never mind, cut all this out because I don't remember it. But I don't basic remember. it was like I'll have to come up with it. Yep, cut all this out. Okay. But anyway, um there was a point to that whole my thought friend. That shot's getting to me. You know, this is the first day that I have drank since Saturday of last week. Oh wow! Look at you go. Are you proud of me? And I've lost, I've lost four pounds from not drinking. Just from not drinking. Wow. Just from I not drinking. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't drank since. Yeah, last Saturday either. That was the last time I drank too. I think. No, I had a cider yesterday at the haunted house. But other than that, um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at some of the quotes from the movie too, just to show you like other examples of how the writing was shit. Um, I love it. Michael Laurie says he's dead, and her daughter says, or granddaughter says, not dead enough. Oh, okay. Not dead it's just enough. Like, oh, come on. Oh, come mm. on. What does that mean, not dead enough? Well, I get, well, she's probably like, Mom, this is like the 22nd time he's come back to kill you. And then Laurie said, again, in the whole, like, is he paranormal or not? She says, I thought you were the boogeyman, but you're only a man who's about to stop breathing. <laughs> that's so bad cheesy you know what's also cheesy though is when they write though and this isn't just in this movie but anytime there's some sort of fight scene that breaks out into the kitchen and somehow they end up rolling over like the island countertop like mm -hmm. or they accidentally bump into the stove and it like turns the flames on stove and you're just like yep. oh and then the whole time you're like what if the house blows up yeah 
It's predictable. always just so fucking cheesy. Oh, we I forgot to say. Okay, so did we did we have a ASMR hero? I would say Michael Myers is an obvious choice. He doesn't. Really Does he? Is he though? Does he even? But he doesn't make any noise. I mean, the only sounds you hear are him slowly, breathing, like, quietly breathing, and like walking up behind people, and the sound of him stabbing people, which could be a nice like ASMR sound, like you know. Yeah. Fun fact. Oh, wait, no. I'm going to save this for off trivia. Our trivia. Oh. Save um, fun fact. I would also say in Hellraiser, the uh, ASMR hero has to be the chatterer, which Hannah leaned over to me while we were watching it. And she was like, hey, I found your ASMR MVP for the <laughs> podcast. It's the chatter guy. The guy who's like, you know, the whole time. Yes. Um, I think that's a totally spot on choice. I mean, I feel like that's fair. Talks kind of quiet, but but definitely the chatterer for sure. Yeah, um, they have those mouth sounds. All the mouth sounds. She's doing some mukbang. She do some mukbang. Before you yeah. got on here, I was eating some pizza and I was like, "Oh, I should make a mukbang." A mukbang. Mukbang.